There's power in the name of. There's healing in the name of. There's salvation in the name of. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Jesus. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Louis Intefel of the Anakazo Assembly's Cathedral of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Intefel is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Anakazo Assembly's Cathedral of Fakor Katwa. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God followed with miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Now, I'd like to make this statement again. This is the statement I read from the beginning. When barrenness is taken away, fruitfulness is always the result. So the reason why we are talking about barrenness is because we want fruitfulness. How many of you want fruitfulness? Do you want to be fruitful? I mean, all the things that we have said, the signs of barrenness, the symptoms and all that, how many of you don't want that in your ministry? Yeah. Yeah. We want to be fruitful. We want to bear fruit. We want to have large churches, large ministries, and that to be your portion in the name of Jesus. I said that to be your portion in the name of Jesus. That to be your story in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, before I continue, let me introduce to you some powerful. Uh, materials here. Alright. Now as pastors, we must be learning all the time. Hallelujah. The ministry the ministry can be learned. How many of you know that? Yeah. You can Learn anything that you want to learn about the ministry from somebody. Especially somebody that God has used. Amen. If you want to, if you want to um, achieve in this life, one of the main things you need to do is to be a follower of somebody who has achieved something. That is why people like uh, Warren Buffett, okay, he used to be the second richest man in the world. I don't know where he stands now. People pay to go and have lunch with him. You have to book appointment to have lunch with him, let's say one hour or two hours, and then you pay a lot of money. Why? Because just one or two things that he will tell you can change your life financially for the rest of your life. So, in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 6, the Bible says that, and be ye not slothful, 
but be followers of them who through faith and patience have, 612, have inherited the promises. Can I have an amen? We must be followers of those who have inherited a follower. Who is a follower? You just follow. You just follow. Jesus always said, follow me. Hallelujah. Now, I believe that we are blessed to have, you know, Bishop Dad as one of the pastors that God has raised up. It's a good place for you to appreciate him. That God has raised up to be a blessing. You know, and one area that in which it's been of so much blessing is the books. The ministry books. I've had the privilege of uh, accompanying him to many, many places. You know, and one common statement that uh, pastors make about his book is how practical the books are. You see, there are two types of people who write. There are people who who write, but it's difficult to understand what they are saying. You see, they know what they are, they are saying, but the way they, they say it, it, it becomes very difficult to understand what they are saying. And then there are people to who write and you can understand and relate practically. Alright? And I believe that each of those books are in that category. So, during this conference, one of the things that I want to encourage all of you to do is to get ministry materials. Now, every year when we come, these books are here. But don't make a mistake because new things come up every year. Last year, we had this Macarius library and there were only 40 books. There were only 40 books. This year is Macarius 60. There are 60 ministry Related books. All these books that I'm teaching from, all right, are here. And I want you, it's a library, get it? Every pastor must have a library. A pastor must be a reader of books and a learner through books. Amen. Daniel learned about the destiny of Israel through the writings of Jeremiah. He said, I learned through books. Paul said, break my books and especially the parchments. Can I have an amen? You can educate yourself through books. Knowledge is a key. Jesus told the Pharisees, you have taken away the key of knowledge. So, in this Macarius 60, 
All right? The church planter that I'm holding is right here. Church growth, it is possible, is right here. Mega church is right here. And several other books, 60 of them, I would like you to get your own uh, copy. Hallelujah. Now, all these wonderful books are in them. The Beauty, The Beast, and The Pastor. This is a book that every pastor's wife must read. It is not it is not for every woman, only for pastor's wives. Hallelujah. Hmm? This is not a book about normal marriages. This book is not a balanced, two-sided discussion on marital issues. I could indeed write a book about both husbands and wives. I could also write a book about how to have a successful marriage. I could even write a book about how to overcome the various problems that couples face in marriage. However, I am not doing that in this volume. I have chosen to write a book on a topic that is not usually discussed. This book is about the wickedness of wives. I'm writing, I'm writing this book about the wickedness that is submerged beneath the beauty of many wives. That is why it is called The Beauty, The Beast, and The Pastor. are looking for a good book on marriage, please find another book. Ask this is not a book. This book is about the beauty. The beast that is in some pastor's wives. And the struggles that pastors have with them. Many pastors marry beauties. But many beauties are also beasts. I am aware that most people will be afraid to suggest that kind to suggest that to suggest that kind and gentle looking wives who have any wickedness in them. As I said, I am not intended to have a balanced two-sided discussion on marriage. If you want a balanced discussion about the good and bad sides of men and the good and bad sides of women, please stop reading now. This is a book about the wickedness of wives, especially the wickedness of some Christian wives and some ministers' wives. The prophet Jeremiah lamented about the wickedness that wives had committed in Judah and in Jerusalem. These wives were not unbelieving wives, but wives that belonged to the house of Israel. The wickedness of the wives that Jeremiah spoke of was the wickedness of idolatry and rebellion against God. The wickedness I'm writing about is also about the rebellion of some ministers' wives against God's way. So, this book, every pastor here, 
who has a wife and wants to have a wife should get it. Hallelujah. So there are, there are such topics like the balance of power changes in ministry marriages. A warning from the Bible. A warning from history. Terror warnings from Solomon. Women can be used as a weapon. Some people are married to devils. Beware of the evil of elevating wives. There is a woman in the basket. It also talks about types of marriages. Why pastors paint a picture of perfection? Category 1, Category 2, and Category 3 marriages. Category 1 marriages. Category 1 marriages. Category 2 marriages and category 3 marriages. After you read this chapter, you can conclude which category of marriage you are experiencing. To help you understand the categories of marriages, you must also understand the categories of illness that exists. Illnesses exist in three categories too. Category 1, illness. Category 2, illness. And category 3, illnesses. Alright. Common malaria is a category 1 illness. Cancer is a category 2 illness. An illness that is threatening to kill you is a category 3 illness. Category 1 marriages. A category 1 marriage has problems that do not normally threaten the existence of the marriage. Are you enjoying it? In this kind of marriage, there are no serious spiritual, moral, or physical deficiencies in either partner. A category 1 marriage is what I call the normal marriage between committed Christians. This normal marriage has certain problems and difficulties that are common to almost every marriage. They are the problems that occur because men are so different from women. So, problems in such marriage, my husband does not talk much. My husband does not remember birthdays. My husband does not remember anniversaries. My wife does not remember anniversaries. My wife is too hard. My husband does not help with the housework and cooking. My wife never initiates sex. My husband does not bath or dress the children. My husband does not take me out for dinner. My husband does not like going shopping with me. My husband wants to have sex even when I am tired from working the whole day. My wife does not like cooking. All these are category one problems. No more problems. Category 2 marriages are a different story. In this type of marriage, one of the spouses has a defect or a deficiency that can threaten the marriage itself. In a category 2 marriage, 
a serious moral defect, a serious personality defect, or a serious spiritual defect exists in one of the partners. Some ministers have category 1 marriages and some have category 2. It is common for a minister of a category 1 marriage to fail to understand the life and problems of a minister with a category 2 marriage. People who have category 1 marriages often criticize category 2 marriages and think that those of category 2 marriages are not doing something right. They say things like, follow the seven steps to a perfect marriage and you will not have any of these problems. L- love your wife and you will have a perfect marriage. Problems related to category 2 marriages. One, when one of the partners has sex outside the marriage, you have a category 2 problem. Is that a powerful book? Eh? Yes. Two, where a wife openly challenges and opposes her husband, you have a category 2 problem. In the ministry, it is important to be able to lead your wife around. If you have lost the ability to lead her, how can you lead the congregation? If God tells you to go somewhere, you will not be able to go there because your wife will not follow you. A great a great man of God was sent on a mission by a mission agency. When he excitedly told his wife about the new mission, she said to him flatly, I am not going anywhere. She continued, I am soon to be promoted in my workplace where I will, be, I will become a principal officer. I will not leave and I will not go with you. Besides all this, I have diabetes and I don't see how it can be treated on the mission field. After some weeks, she realized that her husband had been greatly affected by her refusal to go to the mission field. So she said to him, I am giving you the permission to marry another person. When I married you, I said I will follow you anywhere. But now, I will not go. And so I release you from our marital vows. Please feel free to take another girl and marry her. Obviously, this 40-year-old pastor and father of three children could not marry anybody else. As a devoted husband, he could not bring himself to do any such thing. He, his lot was to endure the solitude, the loneliness, and the temptations alone on the mission field. Another problem of category two, where a wife constantly accuses her husband, you have a category two so, pastors, get this. Go home and tell your wife, darling, I have a powerful gift for you. Please read it. Very important. The marriages of pastors are different from marriages of normal people. And any experienced pastor here will tell you. Yeah? You see, one of, the, one of the things that happens is that because the wives know that the pastor cannot divorce them or will not, I get what I'm saying. It opens the door for them to do whatever they want to do. So this book, The Beauty, The Beast, and The Pastor. You get it here. Also, individually, 
Alright? They are more expensive than if you buy them together. So, I rather advise that you buy them here. Alright? If you cannot buy one yourself, two of you can come together, three of you can come together and buy one. It's a library. And use it as a library. Hallelujah. Ministerial ethics. Your ministry can collapse by your behavior. There are certain things that pastors do that sometimes, you know, um, we don't think much about. For example, for example, do not cancel the opposite sex alone. It looks very, you know, simplistic. But it can collapse your whole ministry. Wait until a woman goes to accuse you. And especially when we are a pastor at a certain level, where it is your word against her word. And many pastors have suffered from that. So the ethics of ministry, how to handle money. You see a pastor, you have, you have, you have, you have put the offering in your car's boot. And you are driving off. What message are you sending to the church? Your money must be different from the money of the church. Hello? You must separate your money from the money of the church. The church's money is not your money. Yes. So how you handle money in the ministry can affect your church. How do you how do you handle uh, ministers when you invite them? What is an uh, honorable invitation? What do you what 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 goes into consideration when you want to invite somebody? And so many uh, things. All right. Ethics for handling visiting ministers. Ethics for relating of external ministers. Ethics for relating with the opposite sex. Ethics for interacting with church members. Ethics for the church service. Ethics for resignation and departures. Ethics for assistance. Ethics for the head. And so many things. You can learn them here. Hallelujah. Alright. The art of ministry. The art of ministry. Ministry is an art. When you say something is an art, it means there's a way, there's a style. There's a style, there's a way about it. And you can learn it. Hallelujah. The art of ministry. And handbook, a handbook of practical ministry. All these books are here. What it means to become a shepherd. What it means to become a shepherd. 
this a manual, a training manual for church workers. It will help you to release church workers. Remember when I was uh, um, preaching during the first session, I mentioned about the fact that one of your main duties, all right, is to produce leaders. A pastor must produce leaders all the time to help you. And the absence of leaders is a sign that you are suffering from barrenness. And you cannot achieve much and you cannot do much if you are not able to produce leaders. Right? So what it means to become a shepherd or what it means to become a church worker, a church leader. Hallelujah. Is that a powerful book? Hmm? Yeah. What is a shepherd? Why you can become a shepherd? How to become a shepherd? How I discovered the ministry of a shepherd? Sharing the burden. Different levels of the anointing. 15 essential features of potential shepherds. What are the signs that you must look for amongst your members? To pick them up. To train them. What are the signs? What must you look for? To know that this person can be trained. 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 trained. It's all here. Hallelujah. Amen. The art of shepherding. The art of shepherding is also here. So all these books and many, many, many more are part of Macarius 60. And I want you to get them and you will be blessed. Can I have an amen? All right. One of the powerful books that you get from Marcus 60 is how you can preach salvation. How you can preach salvation. Every pastor must get one of this book before you leave this conference. All right? Our work is the salvation of souls. Amen. Unfortunately, many of us don't know how to preach about salvation. Because we preach too much about prosperity and some other things. So, in this book, we can learn. Alright? And these are actually messages that Bishop Black has preached over the years on the crusade platforms across the nations of the world. And he has put them in categories very easy, you know, to be used. Okay, so you have session one, the pure message of salvation. Session two, salvation and the love of God. If you want to preach on the love of God and salvation, so so many messages are here. God commended his love, greater love, the prodigal son, 
God sent not his son to condemn the world, the good Samaritan, and so many others. John 3, 16. Session 3, salvation and the blood of Jesus. So many messages once again under this session. The story of the cross. Without a shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. Eternal life through the blood of Jesus. Steps to salvation through the blood of Jesus. The Lamb of God. The power in the blood of Jesus. And so many others. Session 3. Salvation, judgment, and hell. Session 5. Salvation and various individuals. Jesus and the woman of Samaria. Jesus and Nicodemus. Jesus and Zacchaeus. Jesus and the rich fool. Hmm? Then, session 6, salvation and the great invitation. The great invitation. Behold, I stand at the door. Come of your burdens. Come, repent, receive Christ. Is anyone thirsty? The salvation of the ten virgins. Ask, seek, and knock. Session 7, salvation and choices and so many other messages on salvation. All right? You can study them and preach them during your soul winning activities. Can I have an amen? And once again, you can get this right here. Amen. A good general, a good general, the science of leadership. This is an amazing book because in this book, Bishop talks about different leadership strategies and gives so much, you know. In this book, you learn so much about history. So much. The research, you know, for this book is amazing. Research on war, stories about war, different things, you know, historical uh, figures. Um, like Julius Caesar, different kinds of people, all right, that helps you, a pastor, to become an amazing general. That's why it's called a good general. You see, the ministry is about leading. What did Jesus say about John the Baptist? He said, what did you go to see? A reed shaking with the wind? No. When Jesus saw Peter, he was called Simon. But he said, if you want to lead a church, your name will be called Peter, which is a rock. You need to be hard and firm to lead the church. Can I have a man? Can I have an amen? Yeah. That is why you need to learn a lot about leadership. A lot about leadership. Hallelujah. Another leadership book. The Art of Leadership. This is the science of leadership. Hallelujah. The Art of Leadership. This contains, you know, once again, different uh, leadership strategies. And Bishop Dark always says about this, about this book, I, I, this one in particular, I said, have it, you know, in your toilet. 
And when you sit down, just read one chapter, all right, and then you'll be happy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be a man of conviction. Wait for your season. A leader must wait for your season. Amen? Use the secret of concentration. Paul said, this one thing I do. Sometimes the reason why the ministry doesn't work is because you are doing too many things. You are into ministry at the center. You are into farming and fisheries. And then you do, uh, you brew um, some kind of local herbal medicine on the side. You know, so many things. So you are distracted. You need to concentrate on the ministry and build it up. Paul said, this one thing I do. Can I have an amen? The secret of concentration. Sometimes you miss the ministry of politics, of business, of so many things, and you realize that the ministry does not work. Give people hope. Protect your integrity. Interact with the small and the great. A pastor should be able to interact with the small, ordinary people, and should be able to interact with the great. If, if, if you are not able to do that, you are going to have a ministry that either is only full of very prominent people and lacks ordinary people or a ministry of only ordinary people and then no prominent people are there. But your, your church and your ministry must be a mixture. Jesus interacted with the publicans and the sinners. But people like Joseph of Arimathea, Nicodemus, you know, and this also had interaction with him. Can I have an amen? How do you do that? These are all things you can learn from the art of leadership. Pastors, be interested in Christian leadership. A pastor is a leader. A pastor is a leader. How you lead your church affects your church greatly. And then, the last one that I will introduce at this time is one of the best sellers that is being used you know, by many churches. The model marriage. The model marriage. Alright. Um, it has so many aspects. Even if it has medicine. That's medicine. You know, in it and different issues on marriage. Very good for premarital counseling and also marital counseling. One of the, the topics that is fascinating is on the issue of temperament. Temperament. Who should you marry based on your temperament? If you are a choleric, it means you are very hard. You are, you are, you are uh, achievement oriented. You are a leader. Do you get it? You can be insensitive. You can be proud. Who should you marry? You cannot marry another choleric. You will be two boxes in the house. You will be two boxes in the house. Yeah. 
If you see a beautiful lady, very beautiful, but she's a sanguine, know that your house may be untidy. She's likely not to be able to know how to tidy the house, you know, take care of the house, various kinds of things. And if you marry someone who is melancholic, know that you cannot just put your shoes anywhere. Everything has to be arranged. So depending on the temperament, it also goes for who you can marry, who you don't have to marry. So, pastors, you know, the Macarius Library is an important material. And by all means, by Friday, if you don't have a copy already, make sure that you have a copy. And like I said, if you cannot afford one on your own, team up. Two of you, three of you, you know, go together and then uh, get one and it will be a blessing. Hallelujah. Why don't you clap your hands for the Lord? Stand to your feet and thank God for what he has taught you. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands and thank him. We give you praise, Lord. 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 Thank Him. Lift up your hands. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us, for speaking to us. We are grateful. 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 Thank you for healing us from barrenness. Thank you for healing us from barrenness. Thank you for opening our eyes, Lord. We shall be fruitful, Lord. We shall be fruitful, Lord. We shall be fruitful, Lord. Lift up your hands and, and ask the Lord for the spirit of fruitfulness. Ask the Lord for the spirit of fruitfulness. Ask the Lord for the spirit of fruitfulness. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ask the Lord for the spirit of fruitfulness. Ask the Lord for the spirit of fruitfulness. That you be fruitful. That you be fruitful. That you be fruitful. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Pray. Lift up your hands and pray for the spirit of fruitfulness. Lord, we pray for the spirit of fruitfulness. We pray for the spirit of fruitfulness. Make us fruitful, O God. 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 Lord, 
Rapapa lebo kapa nibayante balo libro kataba zibayanto balababa rababa kotomosi yanteleba yanteba katuria rabasha balababa we pray for the spirit of fruitfulness we pray for the spirit of fruitfulness lord make us fruitful 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 Hallelujah. Lift up your father. Save us from barrenness, Lord. Yes, Lord. Heal us from barrenness. Yes. Deliver us from barrenness in the ministry, Lord. Yes. And pour out the spirit of fruitfulness. Abundance. Cause us to bear much fruit. I pray for all these wonderful pastors, Lord. I pray for all these ministries, oh God. That there will be growth and increase and expansion. Cause us to multiply, oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We are grateful. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Anakazo Assemblies Cathedral of Fakor Kaswa. Please note our service times. Sunday 9.30 a.m. Jesus Encounter Service. Monday to Friday 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Glory Encounter R. There's an all-night the last Friday of every month. There's also counseling sessions from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily from Tuesday to Friday. For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.